0: I'm Josh Way. And I'm Jacob Stevenson. Welcome to our podcast here at Shutter Speed Media. This is a podcast for people interested in video and photo production in the automotive industry. Our goal is to share, educate, and entertain you with stories, experiences, and content we created, plus bring on guests to share their experiences in this field.
1: And today's episode, we'll be talking to uh, a very talented photographer in the Dallas, I'm sorry, in the Miami area. You just gave it away there. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right, keep going. Let me start over. In today's podcast, we'll be talking about photography again with a very talented photographer based in the miami area who we recently met out on our time uh after the end of Corsa rally he's been creating content for course rally and in the south florida area for a long time and has created a unique style for his work so yep. his name is uh dallas and why don't you introduce yourself
2: uh yeah my name is dallas i'm actually out of uh central florida and you know I kind of moved my way down to South Florida as I progressed in the, I guess, automotive photography industry. Um, I've been shooting since 2016, cars exactly. And um, yeah, over the course of that four years, I finally decided, you know, if I wanted to push my career any further, then it'd probably be in a bigger area like Los Angeles or Miami. But to stay closer to home, to family and friends, and I guess a safer pick. I found my way down to South Florida and it's been pretty good since then.
1: That's awesome. So how long have you been shooting cars? Did you start shooting cars or did you like photography and model work and then progress to cars?
2: Uh, What happened was I was a server at a restaurant and you know, it was really random. I've been shooting for a really long time, probably since high school. And, um, I was shooting, you know, senior photos, like I was a 10th grader, you know, trying to, you know, I guess find my niche in the world. And, you know, it was a easy way for me to make money. And, you know, I thought I wanted to be a nurse and I was in college, you know, I was serving and just, I guess, trying to find myself. And one day one of my friends was like, uh, you're good at photography. Maybe you should go to like a car show or something and take some photos for people. I think you do really well. And I listened to them and I went to my first car show probably in around 2016. It was, uh, it was one out of uh one out of Tampa area. I can't remember the name of it exactly, but I, I had a lot of fun, you know, I was by myself, but I, I was having fun shooting cars and that's when, you know, I got, I guess it all began. And, I mean, my work was awful to me. Like, it looked awful. The cars, it was just just cars, and my editing was terrible and those things. But I still you know, sent those photos, sent those photos out to the car owners, and, you know, I thought that was a cool networking opportunity. and right. And then I started literally shooting cars for maybe gas money. Like, I wasn't asking for anything other than, you know, let me get out there to take a picture of your car so I can build my portfolio. Like, So, and I guess that's where I got my name, Camberman, from. And because when I started, it was, I was shooting a lot of people in the stance scene. And I kind of made like a portmanteau out of words, like, uh, camber and cameraman. And I kind of put them together. And that's how I mixed the two words together. Yeah. And, yeah, I thought it was cool. And people would remember me from it. You know, everybody always asks, but when I tell them, they're like, oh, okay, it makes a lot of sense now. But, um, So, where was I? I Oh, yeah, I was shooting for, like, gas money going out to Tampa, Orlando. I lived in a a small city called Lakeland, and it was in between those two pretty big cities to where I could get to conveniently. I just, you know, wanted to start out and build a portfolio really fast. So, for about a year, you know, I was doing that up to maybe, like, $50. Of course, I still had, like, my job and those kind of things to satisfy, you know, bills. But I was, like starting to get better at it and you know i I was kind of pushing and pushing to maybe like get myself you know thinking outside of the box and you know i went within like the first year straight to strobing and that was probably like one of the biggest learning curves for me when i started to really jump into photoshop and stuff
0: but right layering and doing you know like the composites is what you're saying
2: yeah, getting into like more technical stuff and off the start, you know, something I thought that was really good back then. I look back and it, it does not look good at all. But
0: wow, we all we've all been there, man. We've yeah. all been there. There's no, you yeah. know, those, those, yeah. those are the days of learning that you can't discredit those uh, every opportunity. You know, it got you to where you are. Yeah, absolutely. So I pulled up your Instagram, I scrolled all the way down and yeah, you're right. Um your first post, which I assume correlates to pretty close to when you started shooting photography is July 9th, 2016.
2: Yeah, and it should, yeah, be, a blue and it car. should be a blue car.
0: Yeah, it was a Lexus. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it was a Lexus, yep. Yeah. And yeah. you know, I did I feel like I did that for a while, you know, went to car shows and I I guess it was more about the clout before it was uh a source of income because, you know, for the longest time I would get these shoots quickly, get them done. And I would just mass email a bunch of car pages, you know, a bunch of stance pages. And for like a year I was doing that and I was building like a, I guess, a small reputation for myself, at least on social media. and. Yep just building those relationships with those big pages so I could get like free repost if the work was good enough and those kind of things.
0: Right. So how do you think your style has developed over the years? I mean, you do a lot of strobing or, or, you know, let's talk a little bit about some gear and stuff and, um, you know, how do you think your style has developed from that first Lexus uh, experience there to what I would say is really, really, v- like, vibrant, contrasty work you have now, which is really striking?
2: Yeah, from from the start, it was just handheld. I don't even think I was using a polarizer because I just had absolutely no idea what I was doing with cars. And then somehow I learned that a polarizer was pretty cool for cars. And,
0: yeah, and, I remember the day for me, yeah, too.
2: Yeah, so that's when I started, like, okay, cool, I can eliminate some reflections and annoying things out of the image. And then right. eventually, yeah. I don't know when, I I went to the tripod, so now I can do two or three turns on my CPL, and now I've got, like, minimal reflections. And that was still a lot of natural light, but it gave me the opportunity to make it that much better. And then after I had those pieces of essential equipment my first strobe was an alien b with like a vagabond mini and that nice. was a mess i i i mean you know how it is with cords and it's just a weight hanging off your shoulder it's just like yeah like, that's that's how it was for a while but i felt like that was the moment you know and or that was a point in time maybe like end of 2017 or so i can't remember i was yeah. Really starting to push forward into more technical photos and strobing and really making those yeah contrast the images and then um uh, when I started really refining my editing, it was probably around two years later in twenty eighteen to twenty nineteen when it started to really pop out i did um i know I do see this question um when I drove around the U.S. I was that, that was in 2017. That's when I was like getting into strobing and starting to do it more when I could, but sure. it was still like very, very early in that,
0: um, I
2: guess journey.
0: Right. So, um, I mean, with, with, uh, the technical side of things with editing, did you ever take any classes? Did you ever, you know, do any online courses or you, was it just purely, you know, hours on YouTube searching ways to do stuff.
2: Yeah. You know, in the automotive industry, there's not that much because it's so niche. And I feel like a lot of people that, you know, are a lot bigger, they don't kind of reveal those secrets. So I, I got what I could out of YouTube. I never paid a dollar, you know? Right. And I want people to know that they don't have to spend money to learn. You just have to have the passion. And right. I mean, even people in your life that are maybe involved, you know, get what you can out of them as well. Like, the pen tool out of Photoshop is, like, the biggest tool for me. Like, I pretty much use right. that for every photo of every set. And it's, like, things right. like that that I, I guess a lot of people don't take the time to do or uh, learn. Um, right. Learn taught me a lot, but, it, what he you know, he wasn't necessarily – teaching you cars, he was teaching you techniques on how to do things. You're like, oh, okay, maybe that would make sense with what I'm editing now.
0: Right. Well, I think you can learn a lot from watching other um, other photography, um, niches and, and, uh, what's the word categories, you know, l- you can learn a lot about lighting a car from other, you know, portraiture, wedding, whatever it is, you, you still learn things. I mean, you can apply it. It doesn't always directly apply, but I think any amount of learning is good. And I think it's really cool that you, you did it without paying a nickel or going to school. Um, because looking at how you've progressed in a mere four years. I actually think you've progressed really fast.
2: The thing is, I didn't really want to be influenced by anybody. And you know, when you start, when you pay, like if I bought Peppery Andal's tutorials, then I feel like my editing style will be really influenced him, influenced by him earlier on in my career when I didn't really know right. my, uh, uh, what is it? Um, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but, I didn't know myself as a photographer so I was going to take someone who was better and kind of be like them. That's what I'm pretty much right. saying. I didn't want to do that.
0: Well, I think when you're when you're younger in a field, yeah, you, you if you if you are watching someone else's techniques, you you maybe whether you know it or not, you start to implement those same techniques in your own style and you didn't want it to influence your own creativity is what you're saying.
2: Yeah, pretty much earlier on. Now I feel like if I went in there, I could take things that maybe he does and I could maybe apply little things here and there. So it would more sense for me to look at it now, in my opinion. I mean, you can definitely expedite your learning curve if you pay for something like that, though.
0: Sure. Well, I think every bit of uh, creativity, any good idea is more or less a development of someone else's idea. You know, that that's what that's what pushes the industry and pushes styles. You know, we look at someone else's, whether it's, you know, intentional or not. um, And then we say, okay, how can I change that? And then, and then you go create something of your very own. And um I think you've you've done that you've got a style that is definitely um a standout style and there's a lot of shooters down in down in Florida so <laughs> it's not easy to stand out.
2: Yeah, uh so, there is down in South Florida there there's quite a bit down there.
0: So, uh, you mentioned it quickly, uh, before, but I was going to ask you the question cause when we were together, you mentioned this, this journey you went on and it, it ended up leading to a lot of good things. So tell us about that road trip. What was the thought behind it? Um, what was your goals? And then, you know, just what, what happened afterward and all that?
2: Yeah. So, um, this was, this was in 2017, probably July, August, September. It was like three months. It was it was either june through september of 2017 or july through september but um i was in nursing school and you know the semester ended and i came back and i told the guys like in the nursing classes i was like like i'm really like feeling this this is like my passion i can feel it growing more and more and i'm like losing my interest in being in nursing school and they're like oh man just finish it just finish like uh nursing, this, this, and that. And I was like, you know, when my mind is set up on something, I want, I like, I go after it. So like next thing I knew I was packing my bags, planning out this like three month journey on the road. And I, yeah, I spent three months um, driving around the entire United States to really, really push forward my uh, portfolio and try to get, you know, new work in new areas and just come back to Florida with like, you know, a, a a solid portfolio so I could get, you know, uh, a lot of work. So, So like, you know, um, when I felt this passion, I was really ambitious, like super ambitious. And, um, what I did was I planned for each state at least like three weeks in advance. So when I made that decision to leave, I had been already booking for, uh, Miami, I didn't live there at the time. I still lived in Lakeland, which was in central which is in central Florida. I'd been planning for Miami, Atlanta, Tennessee, uh North Carolina. Like I had already had those uh states uh, planned out and I had, you know, uh I guess clients if you if you may, um at the time. So I pretty much DM'd people, you know, a bunch of no's. A bunch of no's, like I'm not interested, your work isn't your work isn't good enough to pay that much. I have friends that'll pay cheaper. But every time like I would send DMs there would always at least be like four or five people in the area I was going to that would want to help me um for the small price that I asked so I could get from state to state. And it pretty much just worked out the entire time, and it, like I was amazed. Like I didn't, I didn't make money. I didn't lose money. I came back with the same amount of money, but I came back with an amazing you what know, I thought at the time was an amazing portfolio.
0: I think that's 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 awesome though. Like I think a lot of people, even now, there's a lot of people that I deal with that you know, new kid photographers who want to do it, you know. I think it's great that you were still charging something, whether whether or not it was, you know, money in the bank, but it was it was paying for your trip and it made it happen. I think that's that's awesome.
2: Yeah, and at that time, I think I think it was like a hundred and fifty dollars. Um, and pretty much all said and done, if I get four shoots in an area, it pretty much pays for my gas and my stay somewhere. So right. But I knew I was coming out of that state with pictures of a badass car, at least, you know?
0: no that's sweet it, it's actually pretty inspiring when i said that to you I, i'm tempted to do something like that myself because i love travel and it's like it's it, yeah. even if it's just a paying for the gas it's like you know you never know where where you might end up i think that's that those are words to live by and uh, an experience that is inspirational so i like that thanks Ben. so how many states did you cover like how far west did you go how far north all that
2: so, uh, I mean, I could name them all. I remember them all. But I would just say all the way up to New York, all the way west to uh, Seattle, then San Diego, and back. So I stayed on, like, the whole border of America because I knew I wasn't going to really get much work in states like Kansas. So it wasn't really worth the effort. Um,
0: Did you come through Minnesota?
2: Go to uh, Minneapolis. I stayed the night. I stayed the night in Min uh, Minneapolis. I didn't do any nice. work, but I stayed the night. I,
0: yeah, people people around here don't pay for shit, so you didn't miss anything.
2: <laughs> yeah, I actually got pulled over that night because it was like 2 a.m. and I mean these drives were these drives were brutal, bro. Like I I remember I was like, okay, so this is a big stretch. It's Minneapolis. I got to get to Washington by this time because I had like five shoots set up, you know. So I was, and I wasn't gonna get work in Montana and North Dakota, like places like that. So it was like oh, it was like twenty-five hours or something, uh, twenty hours.
0: hours. Wow! Exactly. But and now here, now here's an important question: What car were you driving? I'm driving the same car. At a Honda, uh, it was a 2010 Honda
2: Civic, and I okay. I, I currently have I currently have like 220,000 miles on it, and it still works like a charm
0: nice nice so you're you're saving up for the big one then is what you're saying i want
2: to because um i want to be on those rallies with thomas and them eventually i don't want to be shooting him my entire life
0: yeah i hear that i hear that yeah, I mean it's great to be a part of rallies um, because you know we wouldn't otherwise necessarily be able to afford, um, as certainly some of them or uh, all of them uh, quantity wise. But it would be fun to actually participate as a participant and like get to just chill and relax and not have these obligations to film or do photos or just just be there and be yeah. So um, I think. That's a cool experience that I would like to uh, go do my own version of someday. Maybe with Jake when I can go do a round the country uh, video tour or something.
2: I'd really recommend that. I mean, I was 23 at the time and I hadn't experienced anything. I I mean, when I was younger, I've been to a couple of places, but that was when I was like really experiencing the world like Arizona is probably my favorite out of
0: yeah it's gorgeous so and you and did did you go with anyone no girlfriend or nobody you you were all alone?
2: Oh, it was just me, you know sleeping sometimes mm-hmm. sleeping at some uh uh rest stops. I slept on the border of mexico um oh, yeah. i just been in some crazy situations too throughout it I mean uh, I used couch Surfer sometimes when it was tough, and I did that in Seattle um and I've, I've had people from social media say that I could stay at their places, uh, their place sometimes, you know, it was awesome. Yeah, it was like a great them. way to meet new people and make friends for the rest of your life.
0: Well, that's, that's the power of social media too. I think that, I mean, there's a lot of things I don't like about social media, but for that part of it, it it's a powerful, powerful tool. And, uh, the people that, uh, um, there's a lot of good people. Obviously, there's some bad people too, but there's a lot of good people that are just wanting to be genuine and real, and they help people out and they go the extra mile and think that it's a great way to to connect with people. So, so you've done you've done this
1: journey, which then our paths crossed, and we know you as a as a photographer, and you've worked with Thomas for what I assume has been years. Have you been with Thomas since the beginning?
2: Uh, from since the beginning um i'd say no i I remember reaching out to him actually through social media it was like as simple as a dm
1: yeah Yeah. and
2: um uh he was going to an event called festivals of speed in orlando and we were supposed to meet there um i think this was this was like 2018 2019 um, when I, when I found out about Corsa and the rally and those kind of things, and I thought it'd be really cool to shoot these, like what you get to travel. Yeah. Like, it's almost yeah. like a paid vacation.
1: So, yeah, it really almost is.
2: Yeah. So I, I was like, I reached out to him, you know, I had been shooting now for three years and I thought my work was good enough, uh, in that. So he, he was actually really nice. He said, meet me at festivals of speed. And then something happened. And he got caught up and I think, I believe it was him that reached out to me super last second. I guess he he didn't have a photographer and it was the course of Florida run. It was something really small. One of his smaller ones for three days. He's like, uh, I don't have the money, or like, he, I don't think he said I don't have the money to pay you, but uh, I told him, I'll, I'll do it for free. I'll just make, you know, tip money from people from the rally. Yeah. And, he, and so he's like, Cool, let's do it. This was like a week prior to the rally, and I didn't stay. Like he got me like quick, quick rooms in different places. I didn't stay in the hotels with the other people's two last second; they were already sold out. But I had done my first rally with them, and like it was like 2018 or 2019. Can't remember exactly, but uh yeah, I did that first rally for free, and I pretty much showed them the work that I could do, and I. I fell off for a little bit because I went to go work for a YouTuber, and that's when I oh, lost okay. like uh, I lost connection with him, and he has someone else. But the um, the Corsa America Rally, the one that I did with you guys, was my first one back, and now I'm doing the um, the Gambler Run, and I'm doing the his Corsa Tale of the Dragon Run next month.
1: Nice. Right now. Yeah, we were talking about doing videos for that, but I mean, we've got an interesting, interesting same story. This is our first year with Thomas and Corsa Rally, but very much like your experience, it was like we met Crown Rally, which is local to us, and that first year, I think I I did just for paid expense. It's like if you can get me on this and I don't need to pay, you know, sure. We'll film the first one kind of prove what we, what we can do and then move forward from there. And it's just developed relationships after relationships. And it's it- oh,
2: yeah. the fastest way to get your foot in the doors. Like, and I, I feel like you just sometimes got to swallow your pride. Even if you know you're good enough to get paid for something, mm-hmm. just do it for little to nothing. The first time, get your foot in the door, build that relationship and then, yeah, you know, you know your work is good.
1: Yeah, so you were working for a YouTuber, well, let's say a year ago. If it was kind of between what you were doing with Corsa and after your trip and then before this last Corsa, are you full time freelance photographer right now, or are you doing some other stuff too?
2: Yeah, I was shooting for a uh, YouTuber for like ten months. Uh, his name was Jose Zuniga, teaching men's fashion, and
1: okay. Oh yeah, I remember those conversations we had
2: yeah he he kept me really busy um with product work that's that's the reason why I took the position anyways because I wanted to expand my my uh portfolio and other and other realms as well so i did a lot of yeah. uh, models and products and those kind of things and then you know i I've always been kind of freelance and my parents have always done been entrepreneurs so i get i feel really confined and in you know, when I start working for someone, it's not like he was, yep. was a bad company or anything. Like I wanted my own freedom. So, yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I made the decision. Yeah. I made the decision to go back to freelance and that's where I am right now. Um, so business has been pretty decent. I, I there, there's always, there's always work down here in Miami. You know, you've got rental companies, you've got dealers, yeah. Yeah. even if it's inventory work, you know, there's always something
0: yeah sure um was there a moment you realized that cars automotive industry stuff shooting was like the direction you wanted to follow i mean do you i mean i should ask is it the direction you want to continue on like cars like specifically i know there's always gonna be the random job that's not but um is this the direction you want to go for for your career
2: i feel i feel like anything where i can be a uh, creatively expressive, if, that, if that's the way to say it, is sure. something that I want to be involved with. So cars gives me that ability. Product work gives me that ability. Sometimes food, anything where I can, you know, critically think and work with, that's more of something that I want to entertain myself with. Um, I still do real estate. You know, it's a great way to make your bread and butter. To pay your bills, there's always homes that are being turned, those kind of things. But when it when it comes to cars, that's when it, I have my opportunity to really just sit on a photo for an hour or more, and just like be with myself and be able to be creative the way I want to.
0: Yeah, dude, you're sp- you're speaking my language there. You speak so, my language. I get it. Let's talk about kind of like your style as a photographer. I know we we know
1: Josh's style. I've worked with Josh, and you know Josh's photos look very different compared to anyone else's. Your photos also look very different compared to most people out there. And like the thing that I take away when I look at it is, you put a lot of like overlay texture or even some natural texture elements. And I think one of my one of my favorite photos to look at on your Instagram is the one of the white Corsa America rally car. And you've got these leaves as if like the leaves came out of your camera. And it looks like oh, just was just, it the like I that, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that texture aspect. And then I scrolled farther down, I saw you did it with like snowflakes and you did it with some sparks and like
2: Yeah. Uh yeah, those were those were all like composites and things that like I wanted to sit, you know, maybe three three hours on or, yeah. or something like that. Those those were a lot more fun, just as like passion projects. Yeah, uh, yep. I guess we call it. But, like, I don't even know what to call my style. I I don't really think about it, to be honest.
1: You just kind of do what makes you happy.
2: Yeah. I mean, I guess I found something earlier on, and I kind of have just been, like, refining it in my own way. It's been, like, my way. I don't know. I, I really like – I'm more of – full tones or darker, darker images, but bright. Like Mm -hmm. I like the, uh, I I like my composition kind of darker and my car is really bright, um, with maybe some harsh, uh, sunlight. I don't know. I don't really know.
0: Yeah. Some sort of color element. I, I do dig it. There's a lot of great work in here that I've I've been seeing. I, do you have a website yet or is it all on Instagram? Uh, no, I I do have a website, but it kind of revolves around all, Uh, all things,
2: not, not just necessarily cars. It is, it's a, it's kind of like a landing site to, uh, to my portfolio of, uh, different works, like real estate, product. Um, and car together
0: to circle back for a second um, following up on your like road trip thing um, when I was with you you mentioned that kind of as a result of that when it was all said and done you got home you know you you broke even you came home with a lot of great shots a lot of great uh, connections um, but you said that as a result of that it also opened some doors that are now sort of some bread and butter work and I just wanted to kind of like have you explain, you know, that, that, that kind of, I don't know, that kind of uh that kind of end result is like, that. that's just the cherry on top. Like you never know what might happen until you do it. Right.
2: Yeah. You don't, you just have to follow. You have to take that leap of faith and follow your path. If you're passionate about something, if you're broke, You're still happy. I mean, I felt broke, but I was still happy out on the road, you know, because I was doing what I loved and I knew I was at least paying for the thing for my means of transportation, food, and a place to stay. So I, when I followed my passion, I didn't feel scared, you know. I felt like I was doing something that I was supposed to do to get somewhere. So when when I finished that, it's like the universe, you know, felt, uh i I guess that ambition and that drive for my passion, and I was rewarded with a company I still shoot for, and I think they do amazing work and they're called ultimate auto um, right they're they're out of Orlando, and they turn around they make some of the coolest shit um <laughs> i I've had the pleasure of doing work for them for three years now, and they've been an awesome company since then and and then once once I started getting that work, I went down to Miami and I started reaching out to wheel companies and wheel companies uh, had hired me. I've had a few from out of the state, you know, they look for photographers because they don't have any in the area. And they've given me a lot of work and, it, you know, it, you just build that, you build that pipeline of business, but you got to have the port portfolio. Yeah.
0: Right. Well, that's, that's the, that's the greatest thing that can come from you know the leap of faith is then somebody notices you and you've got work and um that work is appreciated and hopefully paid for fairly um so moving on though let's talk a little bit about tech quick what kind of camera systems did you start with and what are you shooting on now let's hear what you what you have for that
2: uh I think when I started early early on it was a it was literally a Nikon D60. It was like a small camera and then I had gotten a prime 35mm 1.8 uh or something like that. Very simple, handheld, just point and shooting. And then I upgraded to the uh Nikon uh D810 and I went ahead and bought the twenty four to seventy and honestly I still live by the twenty four to seventy. Uh it's yeah. it's been the best the best uh lens for my compositional style, which I shoot kind of wide angle and I kinda include the composition in all my work. Um so it's been the perfect lens for me, very sharp. I don't really need it to be fast, you know, everything's sitting on the tripod. Sure. Um
0: did I see that you were on Corset? Did I see that you were shooting with that new uh, mirrorless Nikon?
2: Uh, yeah, I'm, I I, upgrade. I went from mirror to mirrorless. I, I kind of figure, you know, that's the future, so I might as well get involved and keep being honest with the company that has been, you know, the, the product has always been solid. I've never had a problem with anything from Nikon, so I've always Great. stayed true to them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 a sellout. I I went from Nikon to Sony and I still have all my Nikon stuff. I still use it when the right job, you know, comes along like mm-hmm. when I got to just beat on them or whatever because they're bulletproof. I mean, th- those are the ones I'll take out on the snow shoots and get them covered in water and ice and they just they just keep working. The Sony, I would yeah. be a little hesitant to take it out in like extreme you know, temperatures and water and all that stuff. But,
2: you know, the ergonomics of the, the Z6 is really solid as well. Uh, I've, I've the only issue I've ever had with it is literally when we went to Key West and the humidity was just out of control. I would literally have to clean it, you know, and get the humidity off the glass um, before and, and then wait another 15 minutes. Like that, that was probably literally it.
1: Yeah, we were experiencing that for the first time. Uh, this is the first time, at least, I've shot in Florida for the Corsa Rally that we just finished. Yeah. And we would we would walk out of the hotel in the morning and it'd be like, whoa, <laughs> I can't see anything. It's, it's just as it's like gaussian blur across the yeah. internal of the camera.
2: The outside humidity, it just literally fogged it up. It, but it, it doesn't do that that often. The key wax felt ridiculous, honestly. So...
0: Was that on the Corsa Rally? Like, was this just this the recent one?
2: Yeah, the recent one. So, okay. but good thing I wasn't in a I wasn't in any time crunch or anything. But it it, it was honestly yeah. annoying. Uh, but so, um, yeah, the Z6. I I would prefer more megapixels, but at the time when I bought the Z6, I I couldn't afford the Z7, so I kind of uh, just went with that one and got the adapter, and I'm it's not a native lens it's the it's the mirror like it's the the 24 to 70 without vr the original one and yep. i mean yep. that that lens has been great to me so i just bought the adapter um and that's what i'm shooting with good i like it so it could crop in more uh when i'm editing because it does get really pixelated especially for my style when i went from you know almost Forty megapixels with the D eight ten, it was right. It was my nice. and I've got,
0: and I've got the D eight ten as well. That 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 is a great sensor.
2: Yeah, yep. So it it was nice zooming into those and still keeping that sharpness. But and with the it, it is what it is. You know, I, I will upgrade to the Z seven and or maybe wait for a newer one to come out with even more. But every everything's still pretty fine the way it is my work hasn't changed or I don't feel like it has but from the transition from like an E10, 810 you know, to a Z6
1: so you've been in the photography game for a while what has been let's say your favorite moment favorite project you know something that you think back on besides your road trip because obviously that was a big highlight you know what, what is something yeah. that is just memorable to you in your experience
2: um uh, so, I mean, more recently was the uh, Ultimate Auto built the 812 with the Novatec wide body. And I thought that was just an experience, you know, shooting that one yeah. I wouldn't be able to get again. So I thought that one was really cool. Um, I think there's only three in America. So I was like, oh, cool. I'm shooting a one-off almost. Right.
0: And where are Novatec from? Are they Germany? Or where are they? Italy?
2: Uh, I don't know exactly, but I can look right now. Yeah. Um, but I, I I, I thought that was a cool experience, uh, for Joe from Ultimate Auto to call me and, to call me and tell me, I want you to shoot this car. It made me feel like, you know, I'm worth it.
1: Right, right. And then he sees he sees your style and he wants you for for what you do.
2: And then so, you know, he, he had me, he had me come back and shoot the Colon and Novatech wide body built for uh Boston for Boston Wheels and that was yeah, uh, another so, uh, cool experience.
0: So whenever it's time you've got the money to spare, what kind of cars are you into yourself? What would you buy with your own money?
2: Um, something realistic.
0: Nah, I mean, within reason, not a Bugatti or something how about, crazy. But... How about both?
2: Okay. So realistically, I want to see myself in a C63 S too. Uh, yeah, okay. That would
1: Ooh, be I like my, one.
2: that would be like my first rally car.
0: Yep. Yeah. I was just gonna, I was just gonna say the context of a rally car. Like what what would be the ideal like rally car for you? A Nissan GTR. No.
2: That would definitely be my first. And honestly, I've already, I've, been looking and i've been looking at like you know 2018 2017's around fifty five thousand, and you know a reasonable 800 hundred dollar a month payment something i don't know yeah. like i I've, I've been like dabbling into the thought of it you know as uh,
0: yeah well i would never buy one new because they depreciate fast so it's great for a second owner what's your
1: unrealistic car dream car
2: i Un- unrealistic uh
1: Money is no object. You can just have it.
2: I don't know if I could just have it for clout. Uh probably, I don't know. I like I Let's see. I've got that new Lotus is really sick and then the Vanino is just something that is just
0: like what the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Veneno is God, wild, you dude. Too hyped up. You never hear yeah, about it. You never some
1: Bugattis are now achievable by YouTubers, so that's dropped them in a class.
0: Yeah, Stradman just killed Bugattis for me. I, d- I never want one ever again. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Stradman, if you're listening to this.
2: yeah, high.
0: No, I think that's solid. I like that the new Lotus thing is crazy, dude. That is going to be a wild car.
2: Uh, the talent is ridiculous. You know, like, if you could yeah. properly light that, that'd be something fun to shoot. You guys in the yeah. studio, that was, you can make it look really beautiful. That's yeah, true,
0: that'd be fun. I should call Lotus and tell him you just you just gave me the endorsement, so <laughs> <I> just <Yeah. laughs> you're like yeah whatever um all right, so like what's ahead for you Dallas um what do you think's in your future? Where would you like to see yourself uh five, ten years whatever you you know what let's hear it
2: um uh, does it have to be car related
0: no no, no whatever, whatever you, you, wanna you wanna do. do it.
2: I really want to go back home and open up a coffee shop. Like, honestly, um, I'm a really simple guy, so I don't need too much. Um, you know, a, a really a five, 10 years, or, you know, hopefully have a family within five, five, 10 years. Yeah.
0: Really nice. And
2: then hopefully, right.
0: hopefully it'd have a big enough uh, parking lot to have car shows every, uh, every Sunday morning. Something like, oh, that, at least.
2: Yeah. yeah so growing. Lakeland is the next, uh, Asheville. Like, in terms of hip environment and a bunch of youth and a bunch of influx, I think it, I think, don't take my word, it's like the, fast, the fifth fast growing city in America. I think wow, that's awesome. what so well, that's I heard. So, I definitely want definitely to go back home. Uh, yeah. Open a coffee shop and then, you know, always do my thing. Uh, maybe have an in-house studio to do product work and those kind of things. And, you know, think big, a big ass studio to shoot uh, cars.
0: Right. Yeah. I like that, man. I like it. We'll, co- we'll, we'll come down and visit your coffee shop anytime. And, and make, uh, it a, make, uh, it make it a
1: two-in-one, like a coffee shop yeah. studio.
0: What's up, what's
1: up? I said make it a two-in-one, just like a like a coffee shop studio. Exactly so have to like shoot to that. stuff and they buy your coffee. Low key, coffee can be expensive, yeah, so you can make a lot of money doing it.
2: Have them connected in a way, but separate in a yeah. way. Just have a glass wall with a very niche or uh uh what, what's the word? What's the word? Um,
1: people would be so fascinated to sit there and drink their coffee and just like watch production.
2: Yeah, like I I thought about that connected to as long as the real estate's there to do that.
0: I like it. Thanks uh, for calling me, guy. Yeah, no, that's uh, uh, that's uh, our pleasure. Um, we've been talking to Dallas Gadberry here. If you want to follow him, which I urge you to do, his Instagram is Canberra the C A M B E R A M A N. Uh, check out all of his cool work. Give it a good like, um, and wrap it up. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. You can get more involved with Shutter Speed Media by following us on social media, by visiting our website, or by sending us a message. We'd love to hear from you. Our Instagram is at sspeedmedia. Our website is sspeedmedia.com, and our individual accounts are Golden Peaks Productions and Dynamic Photo Works with an E-R-K-S. Have an amazing day.